everybody, and welcome to the Little Oracles podcast, an oracle for the everyday creative. I'm Allison Arth. And so it goes. We come to the end of season one of the Little Oracles podcast, if you can believe it. And I have just a short little mini-sode for you to close the season. And maybe hopefully give you some things to turn over in your mind while you wait with bated breath for season two to drop, as I assume you are. But before we get into that, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast has been as bright a spot for you as it's been for me. I mean, it's been a lot of work. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I do all of this like all on my own. But it's been such a joy to read the messages you've sent about what Little Oracles has meant for you, or to hear from folks who are reading along with the book club, or who are so thrilled by the creative chats. And you know, speaking of which, huge, huge thank yous to my guests, Lindsay Stewart, Kristen O'Neill and Caitlin Bruder of the Thin Places Radio Podcast, John Harper and Peter Gauchis for bringing their brilliance and kindness and warmth to this podcast. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, I'll link them in the show notes. They're just wonderful conversations with truly wonderful and creative and inspiring people. And I look forward to having even more on the podcast in season two. So overall, it's been really so dreamy and I'm really looking forward to next season. And I appreciate so much all of you who've been here through this one. So as I was turning this final episode over in my mind and trying to figure out what I wanted it to be and what I wanted to share with all of you and how I might tie a bow on this season themed words, words, words. So I started thinking imagistically and philosophically or maybe more like philopoetically about it and that led me to thinking about ties and loops and circles and spirals and I thought it would be just so lovely to bring this season of the podcast to a close at a point maybe not the point but a point that's nearby where it began with the mystical mundane and oracles of the everyday and taking time to observe and nurture and savor all the little things, you know, those little moments and those little reflections and those little experiences that when they're all stacked up or smushed together, they compose and comprise like, you know, life. (laughs) And so, you know, I was considering this and trying to shape this episode in my mind and draw connections between all the episodes of season one, which are these, you know, aural artifacts, essentially. And I was just trying to wrap my arms around my thoughts and, you know, I'm mixing the literal and the figurative here with a purpose, because let me tell you, I, I struggled pretty mightily with this episode. It felt really kind of Sisyphean. You know what I mean? I just drafted so much and I was being drawn down so many garden paths, if you will. And I just couldn't put my fingers, you know, literally and figuratively yet again, because, you know, I do type my drafts out. I couldn't put my fingers on how I wanted to close this season. 
And then I thought back to a conversation I had with my friend Craig Shipman, who hosts the Tabletop Talk podcast, which if you're unfamiliar with that podcast, Craig sits down with game designers of all kinds and talks about their creative practice. It's honestly one of my favorite pods and Craig is one of my favorite interviewers and I'll link it in the show notes too so you can experience everything that podcast has to offer and full disclosure I'm paraphrasing or I'm about to paraphrase a conversation that he and I had when I was guesting on Tabletop Talk and that episode is going to drop sometime in the future so yeah definitely subscribe to Tabletop Talk if you want to hear our full conversation but anyhow Craig and I we're chatting about drafting and building and, you know, working through solutions as part of our creative process. And he said something so incisive and something that I kept coming back to as I was trying to determine what this episode was going to be about. He said that he and I were really similar in our processes because we spent a ton of time drafting in our heads and then everything kind of comes out all at once <laughs> and what comes out feels or looks like a finished version maybe or really close to a finished version which kind of gives this impression that we don't actually draft or that we don't need to draft or that we don't you know make messes or mess things up or really experiment in a meaningful and you know when it comes down to it in a manifest way and that observation really resonated with me, Craig. Thank you so much. And as I was wrestling, you know, this boulder of this final episode of that proverbial uh, Tartusian hill, I came back to what Craig had said and to this idea of drafting and how even in its multiple meanings, you know, drafting as in versioning, like when you draft an essay, for example, and drafting as in modeling a structure, like when you draft plans for a building, and drafting as in following and pacing and effectively collaborating and boosting, like when you're cycling. But essentially how drafting, kind of in any application, is about finding and repurposing and, you know, using what's come before or what's surrounding you right now to make something. And so I came back to what I found through producing this, you know, freshman season of this little oracular podcast and how it's been such a huge arc of discovery and experimentation and learning and hitting and whiffing and playing and practicing and, you know, making those messes and finding things and repurposing things and using what's come before and what I've learned to make that something new. Really to draft and to experience drafting in a very visceral and very real way. And how in that drafting and in the discreteness and in the conglomerate of this first season of this podcast, it's been this really demonstrable, almost archetypal representation of itself. <laughs> it's like the diegetic is the mimetic. <laughs> Maybe that's a little too intense, but I guess what I'm trying to say here is that this podcast that I'm making about creativity and creative practice in its development became emblematic of that creativity and that creative practice. But for me, it's been this massive crossroads of trying and finding and figuring and applying and remixing and reimagining. It's like this beautiful alchemy of daydreaming and telemetry. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and so as I was kind of recontextualizing my experience with making season one and like, you know, compiling the clip show in my head, I had this sudden realization 
bolt from the blue style that the season one finale was less of a conclusion and more of a transition. It's a bridge. It's a crossing. It's a connector. And not to get too poetic about it, but actually, (laughs) who am I kidding? (laughs) I always get poetic about these things. Let's be real. But this final episode is effectively an aqueduct and it carries the water of season one, you know, everything I discovered, everything we discovered into season two. And really, you know, to hark back to the very opening moments of this episode, where I said I wanted to return to the little moments and the little reflections and the little experiences, these little oracles of the everyday that in the aggregate give us the fodder or the loam or the tinder for our creativity, you know, whatever basic or elemental or foundational metaphor you want to use there. But for me, these little moments, they're they're the stone, you know, they're the rock. They're like the literal aggregate, <laughs> you know, carved and stacked and shaped by human hands and human ingenuity. And again, I'm mixing the literal and the figurative here, but all of these things kind of connect and support and draw across for me. So are you still with me? <laughs> I mean, I guess, honestly, the TLDR of all this <laughs> is that this episode, it isn't an ending. It's an ancient stone waterway. <laughs> and the medium is the message, is the moment, is the meaning, and all of that. Because that makes sense, right? <laughs> you know, honestly, I didn't think I'd I'd uh, remix Marshall McLuhan on this show, but I guess, I guess here we are. So... With all of that, all of those thoughts kind of just brook burbling inside my brain, I bring you the overarching oracular moment of season one, and that is a teaser for season two, which is all about play as practice. But before that trailer plays, once again, thank you so much for being here. I really can't wait to see you next season. Don't forget to follow at Little Oracles on Instagram and the blog at littleoracles.com for more big book energy and creativity content, including news about the season two drop, which is coming up soon. And until then, take care, keep creating, and stay divine. It may not be super logical to think like, oh, a collaborative brainstorm, too many cooks in the kitchen, but the right cooks in the right size kitchen really will make the best dish. Welcome to the Little Oracles podcast, season two, play as practice. How do you know when you have the right cooks and the right size kitchen? Mm. You'll know the creative collaborators around you are the right cooks because they are encouraging. But also the room where you are far from the smartest, cleverest person, those are the cooks you want to be in the room with. This season, we'll explore how discovery and experimentation, puzzling and solving, making messes and making magic keep us going as career and casual creatives. So I was preparing the press kit and I kept thinking, we really ought to have a visual asset. So. 
One day, I literally made a trailer in secret. That creator story is, I think, both very common and also not very common because I think people feel kind of scared to do that kind of thing. I was scared. I made something in secret more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really been much of a creator, but with video work, it just like tapped into this very magical creator feeling. That was like an instant high. It gave me a total rush. We'll dig into creative expression, theory, and perspectives in everyday creative audio essays. We'll keep up that big book energy with asynchronous book club picks, little reviews of whatever I'm reading, and loads of other bookish content. And we'll talk with, learn from, and have more than a few laughs with incredible guest creators, makers, and thinkers in creative chats. I often struggled to like commit to a given craft for long enough. It was very much me needing to like sort myself out and develop that discipline, you know, which I was lucky to learn those skills later. And those were the things that really, that made art possible. Right. Well, what do you think it, it is about game design in that case that kind of pushed you over that hump, as it were, of like that craft and that sustained focus, I guess? Well, I kind of tricked myself into it because <laughs> I started doing this design work after having worked being like a cast member on various role-playing game streams where I was a performer. So I was kind of immersing myself in the practice of play and it, I was just so deep in it at that point that it didn't feel like a stretch to then start producing my own stuff. And I think one of the really interesting things about role-playing game design is that you can kind of learn through play and through the practice of play, you can understand how these games are working and, and see their moving parts and that familiarity can then get you grounded and, and start to develop some skills even if you don't even realize it. I would sneak out of bed in the middle of the night to like log on and role play in the Star Wars chat room, got in trouble so many times. But mom, I just need to go to Kashi Station. Tashi Station? I don't know anything Tashi about Tashi Station pick up some power converters. <laughs> yeah, so it was my community. It was the only place I felt like I was I was at home. And it felt like such a like nerdy little secret. And I don't know, you know, everybody needs to escape into something. This is just what baby Kate needed in her life was to escape into this world. I can't wait to share this season with all of you. Season two, episode one drops June 6th. Find Little Oracles wherever you get podcasts. Follow along on Instagram at Little Oracles. Check out the blog at littleoracles.com. And as always, take care, keep creating, and stay divine.